My name is Steve Layton, and I travel the world finding amazing and delicious coffee for you to drink at home. Some make coffee difficult to understand and complicated, but here it's my job to make it easy and fun and tell you what's in my mug. Hello everybody and welcome to In My Mug, In My Mug, In My Mug, episode 418. Welcome. Um, we should get straight into this week's coffee. So this week's coffee comes from Colombia. It is called La Choria and it's owned by a guy called Pedro Claros. Pedro we've been working with for a number of years. Um, a super special relationship that I've got a special guest coming up in a little while to tell you all about. Um, but uh, Pedro uh, lives near the town of Pitalito, um, which is uh, nearest cities there, I think is uh, Nieve, which is many, many miles away. Uh, I think it's about a three hour car journey, I seem to remember last time I did it. Um, but Pedro, uh, I've been to the farm a number of times and I absolutely love, love working with him. He's a fantastic farmer. Um, before we go any further, why don't we go to the map bit so you can actually see where Pitalito is. Hello, I'm very excited about the guest coming up in a little while. Uh, but before we get there, we have to do this week's map bit. And we're going across the Atlantic and we're going to Colombia. So let's zoom down to Colombia. That upper app is big and we haven't had that coffee for ages. I should maybe take that off. But Colombia is the second most biodiverse country in the world after Brazil, which is 10 times its size. And it's one of only 17 mega diverse countries in the world. I like mega diverse. So I'm going to use that. So here's the town of Pitalito. Um, looks big there. It's not. You can drive through it in around about five, ten minutes. Um, quite a smallish town. And just across there to the right in the mountain ranges, you can see that we're going to be going there. We should look at the highest point, which is Pico Cristobal Colon, which is 5,775 metres, the lowest point in the Pacific Ocean, which, funnily enough, is sea level. Um, so here we've got this amazing mountain range and this beautiful valley. Um, the sun comes up there in the morning, it gets loads of sunlight. Here's the drying patios. This is on top of Pedro's house. Um, this is his land that's by his house. Um, and this is the mill that is up on the uh, up at the, the, the actual top of the farm. Um, that's me with all of their lovely family, all of Pedro's sons and daughters and his wife there. Um, fantastic people. And uh, that was this week's map bit. So Pedro's been a, a farmer for a number of years. He's a real subsistence liver uh, of, uh, on the farm. I think it's about six hectares of coffee. Um, produces between 100 and 150 bags a year. Um, he uh, mainly Catura, which is a very common varietal for Colombia. And um, yeah, very, very much focused on quality. A real leader within the uh, area for quality. So he gives advice to lots of the other producers on how they can get better quality coffee. Um, fr from their from their offerings, and um, what else should I tell you about it? Um, oh, I'm struggling here today, aren't I? Not not very kind of switched on. Um, yet we have special lots from Pedro, so sometimes you'll see some very special micro lots. This is from cuppings of all of the pickings and deliveries that he brings to the to the mill. We get to cup them, and something that's special will will pay a much higher price for, and you'll see them with quite a higher price a lot of the time. And this is the estate grade one, which is fantastic quality still, uh, but the micro lots tend to be a little bit more special. Um, why don't we go and do the fact file? 
fact file, fact file, fact file, fact file, but facts may change because we might have got it wrong. Um, but we're focusing on Colombia. Uh, so uh, there it is, just on the left-hand side of South America, very, touches the very tip of Central America, has over 5,000 farms, most are five hectares or less. So uh, this week's farm is 10 hectares, which tells you kind of how big it is. Third biggest coffee producer in the world, produce a heck of a lot of coffee for their size. Total production, 11.6 million bags. Um, yeah, that's an awful lot. Uh, common varietals, we've got Tipica, we've got Katura, and we've got Columbia. Uh, Columbia is one of the hybrids that's been planted in lots of uh, Columbia for leaf rust issues. Uh, most coffee's grown at 1,200 to 2,300 metres above sea level. Um, we have 16 farms that we've worked with in Colombia in recent times. Uh, Pedro being our most important one, though, I think. So Finca La Charia, varietal is Katura. It is a fully washed. It's owned by the Carlos family, altitude of 1,735 metres above sea level, uh, 8 hectares, 6 of coffee, and the nearest town is Pitalito. There we go, the fact file. <laughs> So everything's a little bit jumbled around this week because of uh, my special guest that's coming up in a little while. Um, but the fact file, uh, I hope you found useful. It's kind of nice to see, you know, Colombia are a big coffee producing nation and it's a very important part of their economy. Um, we should maybe um, call up the glue. Time for Roland's Daft Fact of the Week. In the town of Medellin in Colombia, you can pay a man to electrocute you. Basically, he walks around the town and if you can hold the electric rod for long enough, he'll give you great congratulations. But if you can't, you have to pay him. Sounds like a good plan. What, Roland? Where did that one come from? What a weird, weird fact. Okay, uh, I'm going to wipe you on pause. going to go and get tasting delicious drinks. I'm going to get a special guest to come and speak to us. So I'll be back with you in just a second. So we're back, but this was kind of recorded earlier, so it's a little bit confusing. Uh, I'm joined by Joanna from Caravella. Um, say hello to the nice in my mug people. They're hello. nice. They're terrible people. No, they're lovely people. Um, so we're going to dive into the coffee, and I'm going to ask you a few questions about kind of what you guys do. So um, this is the Lacherera. Um It's uh, the estate washed one that we, that we have. So what do Caravella do? Uh, tell us a little bit about the, the company, where you're based, the countries you work in and stuff. Okay, so um, our, we're based all over the world. Come um, in, Roland. <laughs> Roland's always wanted to be on in my mug, but he's only ever on the computer screen. So. Hi, <laughs> Thank you. Saying hello to the nice people, Roland. No, he's gone. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I work in our um, European HQ, yep. uh, which is in London, Fantastic. Um, and I say HQ but at the moment it just consists of me, <laughs> um, but we're more of a sales office here because most of our um, people, and we've got lots of them, are yep. based in the origins where we work, Yes. Um, and we're in eight uh, countries in Latin America. You started in Colombia as a company, didn't you? But we started in Colombia, so we have the most amount of people in Colombia. We've got You a, have a, like a heap of receiving stations. Like It scares yes. me sometimes when I talk to uh, Alejandro and uh, um, and Carlos, like, about how many places you actually have and how many people you have working yeah. there now. It's yeah. craziness. It is, and I think that's our, that's our sort of um, USP, as it were, is that we are, you know, 
in the sales countries we've got very few people because everybody's hard at work in the places that um, we're buying the coffee from mm -hmm. so um, in Colombia we're all over the country and we've got um, different warehouses cupping labs um, and we buy from smallholder producers um so in colombia as an example because that's our sort of biggest origin mm. um most and it's the coffee we're drinking and it's the well. coffee we're <laughs> drinking um is that um these producers usually um only have sort of two to four um hectares of farms so very small so that would just give them some context that would produce probably what uh 500 kilo yeah, yeah. very very small production yeah um pedro's slightly bigger so he's got um th this coffee um he's got uh six hectares yeah um and he's a very accomplished coffee farmer and obviously as as we'll see he's you know he's been able to expand over time um, so so basically they will wheel up to one of the receiving stations that you have like this one for instance with uh Pedro's is uh, Pitalito. Yes. He'll turn up with the with the dried parchment. Yes. And he'll go there. You go. Yes. And then your cuppers take over. Yes. So that's exactly the bit where we sort of take over is that they do that fantastic job on the farm, and then we take over and we do um, as well as um, a sensorial analysis. So as well as tasting the coffee and and measuring it that way, we also do a physical analysis, and that's the bit that. Um, is, is equally important as the way it tastes is you've got to do um, tests on um, the um, the humidity of the coffee, the water content to make sure that um, it's not high um, which would mean that um, over time the coffee could deteriorate so we need to make sure it's all been dried nicely and evenly to make sure that it'll last for a really long time and the quality won't deteriorate. Um, and what would normally happen at that stage is once you've done your sensory analysis and the visual analysis yeah. you'll have a price that's on, kind of on the wall won't you that if it's top quality then they'll get that price yes. and and so on and so forth what's different about this coffee so um pedro's coffee is um consistently very good yes <laughs> so i mean he was highlighted too like we didn't just find pedro no. we were working with carbella and they, they were like, you should meet this guy. And we'd already bought some of the lots of it because we loved it anyway. Yes. <clears throat> um, so his standard is much higher than the other. In fact, he's used as like one of the, he's kind of like a focal point for a lot of the producers to ask advice from and things, yes. isn't he? So I've seen his iPad. <laughs> he has his iPad that he kind of does things and he can talk to the office and things. So. Yeah. But he has good coffee, so we do it a little bit differently. Yes, that's right. And and he's it, because he's kind of historically had good coffee, and he he's has a good understanding of his of his costs and what he needs to do to improve it. Then he can he can command his own prices, and you can um, and obviously you guys have a, a strong relationship with him in, in in receiving his coffees and and having a selection of his best coffees. So we um, get heaps of samples yeah. then from you guys from different deliveries that he's brought um, to the delivery station that you've passed, that you said this is above, is it 84 points yeah. that you, so yeah. that's your barrier is like, yeah. but your scoring is different to our scoring, I think because you're looking for, you know, consistency, you're looking for, it's not necessarily exceptionality you're looking for, it's for the, is this good coffee? Um, and then it comes to us and we'll cup it and we kind of go, yeah, that's a, a, an exceptional micro lot, that's an estate lot, uh, that's not something we take. Um, and we got like a kind of agreement with Pedro that instead of the prices on the wall that he gets, we pay a little, well, we pay a, a lot more for the specialty lots and we pay above that kind of base level that he gets for his other lots. So it kind of works well because you get delicious coffee. Me and Roland and Gary get to cup lots of interesting coffees yeah. and learn about the farm and, and Pedro gets more money, which is pretty cool. Yeah. 
So what other countries is it you, are you working in? Because you're taking this model and kind of expanding it out, yeah. aren't you? Obviously, each country has different you know, size farms and different uh, logistical issues, but yeah. kind of taking that feeding back and helping them kind of get better. So where else do you work? Um, so we're also in Nicaragua, yep. El Salvador, yep. Guatemala, um, we're in Peru, we're in Mexico, um, and Ecuador. Of course, uh, Colombia and Ecuador, which is yep. yeah one of our newest origins that we're really excited about. Yeah. So That's fantastic, that's fantastic. Well, I kind of wanted to get you on because I want the people at home to understand like just how many people are involved in finding great coffees and it's not like a middle like people get so hit up about middlemen you know particularly in coffee we're kind of like oh there's something in the middle but actually you're adding so much value at origin that we couldn't do like i've tried to do what we do with pedro with other producers and they're just like we can't do that so it's really cool that we you know we we get that extra assistance and be able to learn more and feedback to pedro as well when lots are good yeah. Like I, I, last time we were there, he showed me the diary that he has, and he keeps a diary. So when we pay an exceptional amount for the lot, he goes back and looks at what was different. You know, was the drying like better? Did he do things different? So we can all learn at the same time, which is pretty cool. That's what it's about. What do you think to the coffee? You should have the espresso because uh, it's a bit, yes, a bit yes, cold. Yes, we've got all different, all different kinds. We have, here. we have. I mean, it's super sweet. Like then, it's, and it's what I expect from Pedro's coffee now. Yeah, mm. I always find that uh, for me, I have a kind of almost like a marshmallow sweetness, like kind of candy floss, like almost kind of false sweetness. Yes, so, yeah, yeah, it's so overtly sweet. Yes. It really is, and and this is a beauty I find of Colombian coffees that they they tend to be this very sweet, well balanced. There's no acidity bombs going on. No, you know, it's kind of like there's acidity, but it's balanced and controlled acidity. We don't really love kind of a little bit of like that white grape green apple, apple kind yeah, of, yeah. I get a lot of apple on yeah it. and it's delicious i mean it works super well as an espresso um it, cappuccino is amazing but for me it's a brewed coffee all day long i can just sit and swig this all yeah, day yeah it works really well like this super sweet loads of balance very transparent and roland didn't ruin it this time <laughs> <laughs> which he normally does um Right, we better go because you've got a train to I've catch. I've got a train to catch. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to come back and record the first bit, which is going to be completely disjointed, but that's okay. Um, thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for watching. Thank you for joining me too. Thank you for having me. And do remember, life is definitely too short for bad coffee.